All right, this is going to be weird. Unfortunately, Ellen is not here for this episode of Imperfect Family. She's got a bit of a cold. She's doing fine. Don't worry. She's got no symptoms except that she has basically no voice. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do an Imperfect Family mini episode for husbands. So if you're a husband, this episode is for you. So let's do this. Hello, I'm Chuck. And I'm Ellen. And this is Imperfect Family, where we try to pursue biblical, theological, and creative ways to uphold the supremacy of God in marriage and parenting. This podcast is mostly unscripted, and it's just the two of us trying to work through and talk through issues that Christian families might face. This episode is for the husbands. All right, my friends, this is what we're going to do today. And we are on a bit of a time crunch. Unfortunately, we're going out of town the entire week that this podcast is supposed to go up, so I'm recording this on Thursday of the week before, just to get ahead so that we can post on time, not like we did last time and posted late. We won't be by our podcasting equipment, so what we're going to do today is we're just going to do a mini episode looking at a passage of scripture that has been very influential in starting this podcast, especially for me. At church, I've been teaching some classes on counseling and just mentorship in general. And part of that responsibility is that I've been going through some premarital training with folks. And one of the passages that came out of it is this one in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Peter says this, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. For me, this passage is part of the reason why we started this podcast. Peter gives two commands to husbands, and he supports that in two different ways. The first thing Peter says is that husbands should live with their wives in an understanding way. Up until I read this verse, going through premarital counseling, I had read it, I had seen it, I could maybe even quote it to people, but I never actually thought through it before especially in light of what Peter says later on in this verse. Peter is commanding husbands to live with their wives in an understanding way. Husbands, we're supposed to be men who know our wives, who know what's going on on the inside, who know what's going on on the outside, who knows the details. I remember seeing this video floating around not too long ago, and it was a late-night talk show host talking to families, and he said, to the husband, uh, what's your son's birthday? And he wouldn't know. Or what's your daughter's school name? And the father wouldn't know. And then he would go to the mother, and the mother, of course, knew everything. He would go back to the husband and ask details about the wife. And the husband just wouldn't know. And it was, ha, 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 aren't these husbands so dumb? Aren't they so stupid? Blah, blah, blah. And that's irritating to me. Men, we should never be like that. We should be husbands who know what's going on, especially with our wives. Think about some of the other passages of scripture that deal with husbands and wives. Even just talking about communication, like it does in Colossians 3. How can we communicate with our wives in an effective way if we don't understand them, if we don't strive to know what's going on with our beloved wives? Our relationship with our wife, of course, is supposed to be like that of Christ in the church. Could you imagine if we had a bridegroom? who didn't know his bride, who didn't constantly seek after her, who didn't constantly try to see what's causing her to be frustrated, 
What's causing her to be impatient? What's causing her to be patient? My friends, this is the God we have. He lives with us in an understanding way. In fact, he sympathized with us all the way to the cross. Similarly, we should live every day seeking after our wives in an understanding way. The second thing that Peter commands these husbands to do is to show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Okay, yes, this is a super controversial passage, of course. Egalitarians, complementarians argue over what in the world Peter means by the woman as the weaker vessel. There's a lot of theologians who have talked through and thought through this passage a lot more carefully than I have. But taking it for what it is, Peter helps to explain it by giving us support. But before we look at that, let's look at the first part. Peter wants us to show honor to our wives. He wants us to protect and serve our wives so that she is in a place of honor. Peter calls her the weaker vessel, and yet he gives husbands the role of ensuring that she is honored. I was listening to a guide lecture about parenting recently, and he was talking about how a lot of times fathers don't step in when their kids disrespect their mother. That a lot of times the situation is that when husbands come home, the mother is so frustrated and exasperated at the disobedience of her children not listening to her that she can finally say, your dad's home, he can take care of it. And the lecturer pointed out that this is a problem. It doesn't align with the view of scripture. Husbands, we should be protecting and honoring our wives by ensuring that others honor her as well. And I think we should go to great lengths to ensure this is true. The phrase, wait till your father gets home, should never be one that our wives have to use on our children. Our children should know that we as husbands honor our wives so much that disobedience to our wife, to their mother, is just as bad as disobedience to their father. It's just as hurtful. It's just as wrong. Do we show honor to our wives by protecting her from other relationships? Do we honor her by keeping our word? When we say we're going to do something, will we follow through and do it? These two commands, live with your wives in an understanding way and, and show honor to her, are personally two things that don't come natural to me. There's something I need to strive for. And I think that's why Peter is pushing husbands in this passage. We want to be men and husbands who are understood. We want to be men and husbands who are shown honor. And so Peter pushes against this. And look at the two ways that Peter supports his position. First, he says, Women are heirs with us in the grace of life. Pretty quickly, we can get wrapped up in our own little world, thinking that Jesus came to save me. He saved me, and I will be a conqueror and co-heir with Christ. Peter snaps us out of that reality. While true, it's not the full reality. Our wives are there with us. They are heirs with us of the grace of life. First and foremost, our wives are our sisters in Christ. God's children all across the world are co-heirs with us of the grace of life. And yet, probably the first one that we will disregard is our own wife. Husbands, we don't want to be men like this. We want to press on to love our wives in the full knowledge of God. 
Finally, Peter ends with a warning as motivation. He says, Do all of these things so that your prayers may not be hindered. Whoa. I remember when I was teaching through this passage, I looked up multiple different commentaries because you could take this in different ways. First is obvious. You could think that maybe husbands don't understand their wives. They're not living, trying to find out more knowledge about her. So our prayers are just naturally hindered because we don't know what's going on in her life. There's that way. Or there's the second way that our prayers are hindered because God is not listening to them. We're living in disobedience and God is not listening back. Or there's the third option, that God is listening, but in our disobedience, the desires of our heart are not going to be met by God until we fulfill our role as husbands. All of the commentaries, all of them, agreed that the third option is, of course, right. God hears all of our prayers. If you listen to the commuter devotional, we're going through Jonah chapter 2 this week, and we're talking about how Jonah is praying from the belly of a whale. And out of his distress, his prayers find their way to the throne room to the temple of our Lord, and there God hears and answers them. We know that the Lord hears our prayers, even in Jonah's rebellion, even in our disobedience to not live with our wives in an understanding way, to not show honor to them. He still hears our prayers. But the Lord takes this so seriously that we fulfill our roles as husbands well. Because to not do that is to injure and hurt his own child, one of his heirs of the grace of life. So husbands, as we think about this and as we go, we've got a decision to make. Will we be husbands like Peter wants us to be, like God wants us to be? Are ones who continue in whatever rabbit hole or, or cycle we're caught in, where we want to live with our wives in a way that we are understood, in a way that helps us understand ourselves even better, or in a way that makes sure that our wives show us honor, that our children show us honor? I think the answer is obvious. All right. Well, guys, I think this episode basically turned into an episode of Communer Devotional, and I didn't mean for that to happen, but... When it's me alone with a mic, I guess that's just kind of what happens. But our plan is that in two weeks, Ellen will be back to health. Hopefully, I have a voice too, and I don't catch what she has. And we'll get back on our regular schedule. Uh, all right. Uh, one other thing. We have a huge announcement to make. So if you've been around for a little while, you know that this ministry started off as just the commuter devotional. We would read scripture every day, Monday through Friday, and just meditate on it and think through it. And perhaps some of you have even listened to that podcast. Well, the Lord blessed that ministry, and from that, we decided to start this podcast called Imperfect Family, of course, and the Lord has blessed this podcast. And so, in what we've been doing, and as we've gotten better at podcasting, and editing, and producing, and posting, and all that good stuff, we've decided to start a third podcast. It's called Irresistible Grace, and we're really excited about this. It's a podcast for women. Our plan is that it'll launch later this month, first episode coming on June 29th. We're really hoping that we hit our date. It really doesn't depend on us. It all depends on mostly Apple, if Apple will approve our podcast or not. For some reason, it takes them anywhere from a week to two months. And we submitted it about a month ago, and we're just waiting for him. For, and we still haven't heard back for them, so we're just waiting on that. But if all things go well, June 29th, the first episode of Irresistible Grace will launch. Three women, three best friends, 
we'll sit and talk for probably longer than our podcast, maybe 30 to 40 minutes, about different issues that women might face when it comes to the Christian life. And I think it'll be really helpful. I'm excited about this. Ellen is a part of it. If you want to get to know our new hosts, go to commuterministries.org. Today, we'll be updating the website to introduce the two other new women who will be a part of our ministry. And check out our Facebook and our social media on Instagram and all that good stuff, where we plan for you to get to know us all a little bit better this summer. So with that, thank you for listening if you made it all the way to the end, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. This podcast is part of Commuter Ministries. For more information about Commuter Ministries, visit us at www.commuterministries.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Commuter Ministries.